Thursday here at Cavens Group. We love being out here. Gary, Jessica, Duke, Amanda, the whole crew, Chris, they're awesome, and uh, they are the best at what they do. Disaster response, working on a big mold project here in the area. We'll talk to uh, Gary about that coming up a little bit later. Cavens Group, available 247, 365 days a year, and uh, hopefully you'll never find yourself in one of these uh, situations where you have fire, water, you know, mold damage, anything like that, you certainly don't wish that on any. Well, I wish it on Muleshoe, of course, but not you guys. But if you do have that issue, you need to call Cavens Group. They are the best at what they do in the uh, Oklahoma City metro area, 405-573-3048 in Tulsa, 918-282-7612. And, again, they are available 24-7 every day of the year to help you out. Hopefully, uh, again, you can avoid these uh, disaster situations. But if you do encounter one, Cavens Group is the place you need to call. Parker Thune, how are you? I'm doing well, Steely. I'm sitting here wondering, now that you mentioned it, let's say Mule Shoe had mold and he did give Gary Cavins a call. You think Gary would hang up on him? I think that Gary is a helper, so uh, I'm not sure that would be his favorite uh, client or uh, somebody that he needed to help out, but I think he's a helper, so he would probably, yes, make the call and get the situation taken care of. That's what he does. He's a helper. And just like today, they also give back to the community. Darren Wilson was out here from the United Way, gave them a bunch of money. But not only do they give uh, money to the uh, community, and they sponsor a lot of the uh, events here uh, in this area and around the state, but they also give their time as well. So we appreciate what Cavens does for people in need and also for what they do for people in the community. I'm a little bit worried today because... We have uh, three headset mics out here, and not a single one of them has, you know, the windsock. They're all gone. I look for them. They're all gone. So I might be popping peas throughout this broadcast, which can be very annoying. I don't know what happened. I'm blaming Drake Dykin, but I don't know where they are, but they're gone. You notice anything different? My popping peas yet? You're not popping any peas. Heavy old man breathing. Heavy old man breathing. That could happen. No, it sounds perfectly normal. So just keep doing your thing, Steely. Just keep doing your thing. Okay. I do have uh, Tiger Woods up on the uh, phone right now. They've got excellent uh, Wi-Fi here at uh, Cavens Group. And uh, Tiger making his return at the Hero World Challenge in the Bahamas. Currently one under par, two shots off the lead through five holes. So there you go. Okay, where do you want to start today? How about the transfer portal? Okay. That's, I feel like that's a pretty natural place to start this week. This is what Matt Rule had to say yesterday. The Huskers, like everybody else, they're looking for help. They need some help uh, at quarterback as well. Matt Rule was asking about that. Well, what are you, what are you thinking you know, in terms of a quarterback? Can you go out and get a big name? Here is what Matt Rule had to say. Make no mistake that a, a good quarterback in the portal costs you know a million to a million five to two million dollars right now. So just 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 on the same page, right? So um, let's, let's make sure we all understand what's happening. So um, um, you know, there's some teams that have six six or seven million dollar players playing for them. So um, you know, we're 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 uh, we just kind of believe in we just kind of believe in doing things like the old school way, the hard way, building. But that doesn't mean we won't look at people in the portal. It doesn't I mean it's just we did it last year, right? It just means 
Um, they have to be clearly an impact player for us if they're like a one-year player, or they have to be someone that has multiple years to get in our program and develop. There you go. And uh, was it Cameron Ward the other day who said, you know, people had already reached out to him. You know, he's at Washington State now. Uh, he had previously been at Incarnate Word and was, uh, you know, highly touted as a, a portal prospect a year ago. Ends up again with Wazoo and has a pretty good year for the Cougars. But he was talking about, man, I've already had some really big offers. And I think he mentioned in the 3 to $5 million range. Uh, he isn't officially in the portal, but... You look at some of the names right now, Will Howard, Kansas State, Riley Leonard from Duke. You've got uh, Grayson McCall from Coastal Carolina, K.J. Jefferson from Arkansas, Will Rogers at Mississippi State, Tyler Van Dyke at Miami uh, in the portal, Max Johnson from A&M. He's headed to North Carolina. Uh, it's not official yet, but it's going to happen. Remember Gary Bohannon last year? People thought, hey, go get Gary Bohannon as a, a backup, right? Uh, he's in the portal Tyler Shuck from Texas Tech is in the portal. Nate Johnson from Utah. Blake Shapin from Baylor. I mean, DJ Uyunglele from Oregon State also uh, announced he's going in the portal. So uh, it's crazy. I mean, I guess we're starting to get more used to it, Parker. But uh, what do you think about these portal quarterbacks so far? Well, I mean, Matt Rule kind of said what we all already knew to be the case. He just went ahead and threw it out there for the masses. And it was funny, Steely, because, you know, I grew up in Nebraska around a whole bunch of Husker fans, rabid Husker fans, and I'm still in various group chats with friends from back home, buddies from high school, and, of course, the vast majority of them are big Nebraska football fans, and they were asking me uh, last week, about Nebraska football and their quarterback situation. They were asking, look, like based on what you know, realistically, what can Nebraska do in order to get their quarterback situation better next year? And I said, these days, guys, look, here's the deal. You're going to have to spend big money in the portal if you want an immediate and substantial upgrade at QB. And then Rule came out and said that yesterday, and I'm instantly getting tagged. Like, well, sure enough, head ball coach said the exact same thing. So that is – I mean, given as much money as Nebraska has been willing to spend elsewhere, you would figure a program like that wouldn't have trouble parting with a million bucks, two million bucks for an immediate upgrade at QB, especially if they keep defensive coordinator Tony White around because the quarterback position is the most important position on the field, Steely. It's cliche, but it's true. And if you have issues at quarterback, generally you're not going to have a ton of success as a program. So, because it is such an immediate and such a potent need for so many programs across college football, and because there are so few truly elite dudes that are capable of elevating a program on their own, yeah, you think the prices are crazy now? Wait two or three years and see how much money's being thrown around for these portal rentals, in essence. Yeah, it's crazy. All right, so for Oklahoma... You know, we, we see yesterday that Ashton Cozart from uh, Oregon, who was previously committed to the Sooners, you know, in the previous class, and he was the first guy that uh, felt, you know, Oklahoma's recruiting policy. Like, you visit Oregon, yep. at, you know what, you're done. And uh, now he's in the portal. We've talked about Raleigh Brown in the portal. You've got Jalen Conyers, the tight end from Arizona State in the portal. You talked about Donovan McCulley, the wide receiver, leading receiver for Indiana this year. 
uh, Dion Burks, wide receiver from Purdue, their leading receivers in the portal. What do you think of the Sooners right now? Uh, people immediately are looking to Ashton Cozart. What do you think? I do not think Oklahoma ends up taking a receiver via the portal right now unless they have an unexpected departure or two. So at wide receiver, I think I think the more immediate needs right now for Oklahoma are at tight end, defensive tackle, offensive tackle, and cornerback. Those are the four position groups where I would say Oklahoma, without question, is in the market for upgrades and additional depth. There you go. And uh, anybody else that we need thinking about for the portal? I know Chris McClellan's name has been thrown out there, the Florida D lineman. Uh, anybody else surfacing out there in the portal that looks like a possibility for the Sooners right now? I mean, many guys are possibilities. Uh, let's let's wait till December fourth. And at who that are point, you, Boo Corrigan? What are you just talking in circles here? Come on, give us the real meat and potatoes here. Look, until these guys actually hit the portal or announce their intentions, I, let me put it to you this way. There are guys that have not yet announced intentions to enter the portal for whom Oklahoma will be a very heavy contender and perhaps even the front runner when they hit the portal. But I can't throw those names out there right now because those guys have not announced that they're getting in the portal. There you go. All right, December 4th, we will know. That's a, that's a miss left for Tiger. He's back to even par. Really. All right, uh, so the Sooners, you think they look perhaps backup quarterback in the portal again? Or, uh, you know, obviously there there's a, I guess, still a remote possibility that Dylan Gabriel comes back. I don't think it's going to happen. I think it's more likely, again, that he, you know, tries his uh, talents and tests the NFL. But maybe, you know, they're... There's some rumors out there, you know, because everybody thought, well, you know, he automatically if he wants to play college football and Oklahoma's ready to go to Jackson Arnold, which a lot of people think they are. Uh, you know, he would just follow Jeff Levy to Mississippi State and head to Starkville. But, you know, there are going to be some major programs out there that also are going to be looking for a quarterback. And if Dylan Gabriel wants to play another year in college, that's a guy you'd want to get, right? I would think that if Dylan Gabriel hits the portal, first off, you want to talk about a guy that's going to cost a million, million and a half, two million dollars. That's one guy that's certainly going to demand that type of price tag because realistically, Steely, this offseason, what quarterback in the portal would you rather have if you're a P5 program looking for an immediate fix than Dylan Gabriel? Riley Leonard? Okay, I can see that. Cam mm-hmm. Ward? Hey, maybe Duke. so. Outside of those two guys, like who else is there? Who else well, is going to be? Ones, yeah, the ones that are being talked highly about. You mentioned Riley Leonard from Duke. Uh, you know, Grayson McCall from Coastal Carolina is getting some buzz. Uh, Will Howard at K-State's getting some buzz. But I would take Dylan Gabriel over all those guys. Uh, if Cameron Ward jumps in at Washington State, maybe, you know, you consider him because he's a tremendous athlete as well. But, yeah, you know, we mentioned the names. K.J. Jefferson, Will Rogers, Tyler Van Dyke at Miami. Max Johnson is going to be going to North Carolina. Tyler Shuck, Nate Johnson, who was at Utah, Hunter Helms at Clemson, Blake Shapin at Baylor, um, DJ Ue Ungalele again at Oregon State. Dylan Gabriel, yeah, you know, maybe he wants to climb those NCAA um, passing charts that he's on, keep climbing the ladder, and uh, he's already up way high on that ladder right now, but he could go a lot higher if he plays another year. But 
I don't know. Would he automatically, would he want to play again with Jeff Levy at Mississippi State if that's his choice, or would he go to another, uh, you know, maybe a, a bigger and better and more competitive, you know, a program that possibly could compete for a conference championship or a playoff? Who knows? A listener in the 405 on the text line said, Steely, I love you, buddy, but it's been two and a half years. Let's let the mule shoe thing go. Don't exaggerate. It has been two years and two days. Two years and two days. I am very petty. I will probably not be letting it go. No, it's not going to happen. Not I, until Mule Shoe is fired at USC? Is that what has to happen? I, I mean, maybe. Who knows? You know, I always thought I would hold the Kevin Durant grudge forever, but that one's pretty much gone right now. But, you know, I just don't like people who, uh, who do wrong things to the state of Oklahoma. You know, I just don't like that. So there you go. All right, 405-651-3439, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. I need to, you know, I'm sitting here watching Tiger Woods. I should be paying attention to the actual clock right now. Uh, so uh, I stay on time. So we're already over, aren't we? See, pay attention, old man. Jeez. I would have gone to like 30 minutes after right there. That's what I would have done. All right, and uh, the Ortho Central clip of the day, we heard from Matt Rule, Ortho Central Clinics in Norman, Midwest City, now a new Tri-City location. That's Newcastle, Tuttle, and Blanchard. They do a tremendous job treating orthopedic and sports medicine injuries. We're here at Cavens Group on a Thursday. Keep it right here. Your texts are on the way next, right here on The Ref. Okay, I'm going to have to uh, stop watching uh, Tiger on the phone because the Peacock coverage, and if you want to watch Tiger Woods play golf, well, you got to keep listening, of course, but he is playing right now in the Hero World Challenge. If you have the Peacock app, you could watch it now. I think Golf Channel uh, coverage starts at 2 o'clock. So you'd probably get, I don't know, his last five or six holes, maybe something like that would be my guess. But I can't keep track of the time because it takes up the whole iPhone screen, and I don't want to do that. All right, uh, we have a controversy. I uh, texted Drake Dyke, and I'm saying, there, hey, there are no mic socks here on three headsets, and I can't find any. Drake basically said he is going to find out who is responsible and have them killed, basically in a text that he just sent back to me. So there you go. You don't want the wrath of Drake Dyke coming down on you. All right, uh, 405-651-3439. That's the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, 405-651-3439. It's, it's a busy night locally, by the way. You've got Sooner Men's Basketball tonight, Porter and Company, 6-0, and number 25 in the country. They are playing the game for the students tonight at McCaslin Fieldhouse against Arkansas Pine Bluff, 7 o'clock on ESPN+. Plus. Sooners will then uh, look forward to playing Providence next Tuesday at the LNC in the Big 12 Big East Challenge. Uh, That's a 6 o'clock tip next Tuesday at the LNC, but back at the McCaslin Fieldhouse. I am old enough, and it feels like I say that every day now, which is truly sad, but I am old enough to have seen games at the old Fieldhouse. Alvin's Army back in the day. I think the, uh, the last one I ever saw there would have been like 19... 73 maybe they beat a south carolina team that came in ranked it's been half a century steely you're coming back tonight right i know i think dean was a freshman on that team in fact i'm almost positive that dean was a freshman on that team so maybe that would have been around 73 74 a south carolina team 
at the uh, at the OU Fieldhouse. You also have the uh, LeBron and the Lakers coming to play OKC tonight, seven o'clock at the Paycom Center, and Thursday night football, Dallas Cowboys hosting Seattle on uh, Prime Video tonight, seven fifteen. All right, four zero five six five one thirty four. 39 Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Let's go there. Mike Sockgate is clearly TJ's fault, says a listener in the 214. Could be. Might be. Cody Mayo says, comical that USC is having difficulty landing a defensive coordinator. But who do you think will end up there? If it's the right hire, could be dangerous. What's going on with the Jim Leonard deal? It, it almost looked know, like man. that was going to be a done deal, and it, uh, clearly it hasn't been finalized, so. Yeah, I gosh, I don't know. I haven't been keeping up with that nearly as closely as I probably should be because, after all, it is Mule Shoe. So mm-hmm. all things pertaining to Mule Shoe are worth keeping up with at the very least from this end. But I, I don't really know what's going on there. Ronnie Crimson says, Ted Roof to USC. <laughs> Would the uh, Ted Roof and the three-man front, do they belong in Hollywood? I don't know. We're, we'll see what's going to happen there. A lot yeah. of this stuff, you doesn't know, we're going like, to know. Doesn't seem like they're Hollywood type people. You know, everybody got their Spotify wrapped yesterday. Mm-hmm. Are you a Spotify guy, Steely? Oh yeah, big time. Yeah, what, I got mine too. What was your Spotify city? Um, I don't know. Do I still? If I open it up right now, I just kind of looked at it for a second, didn't pay much attention, and just closed it. Yeah, Ted Roof and the Three Man Front probably don't fall anywhere near Los Angeles as far as their Spotify city is concerned. Mine was Bozeman, Montana. Really? So, yes, Bozeman, Montana. Wow. I wonder if I can retrieve that somehow. I just tried to get on Spotify. I'm interested to know. But it didn't pop up. So. A, a listener in the 972 says, Steely, more mule shoe talk now, please. I understand there's some people who think, you know, move on. Here's the one you always get, the generic response, living rent-free in your head. Thanks, dude. Haven't heard that 75,000 times. But um, I just enjoy the guy losing. I don't like liars. That's it. Oh, gosh. Spence and Tulsa says, just wait until Gundy leaves Oklahoma State. You think Pistol Steely holds grudges now? (laughs) You see – you already got me in trouble. What did you 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 got me in trouble for? You brought up Mule Shoe. Uh huh. You had Gary Cabins going out to L.A. to do a job for Mule Shoe, and who got in trouble for it? Me. You get me in trouble for Pistol Pete and you know Bevo Bill. I think I might have been called that once on the text line, but uh, you know, it's it just I'm going to have to get used to it. That's fine. All right, all Big 12. Did you have any problem with Mike Gundy being named Big 12 Coach of the Year? I had no problem with it whatsoever. And look, I... Now, do you only include Big 12 games when you consider the Big 12 Coach of the Year? Not necessarily, but what I what I Because that was is, a mess. The first few games of the year were an absolute mess, man. Sure, sure they were. But I consider performance relative to expectations because yes, everybody was clamoring for Steve Sarkeesian to win Big 12 Coach of the Year. Okay, well, his Texas team lived up to expectations. They were supposed to be the number one team in this conference, and they ended up being mm-hmm. the number one team in this conference. I, I, for the same reason... I would not give Brent Venable strong consideration because, yeah, he sure, sure, he did a good job, but Oklahoma was supposed to win 10 games. Guess what? They won 10 games. 
Mike Gundy at Oklahoma State, they were picked to finish, what, ninth in the Big 12 or something like that? Honestly, yeah, my, top two, my top two would be Mike Gundy and Neil Brown, who finished 8-4 and four at West Virginia after getting picked to finish last in the conference. No, you're right. It's like, uh, you know, any, any coach at Oklahoma, your expectation, the bar is set very high. And I, I think the fact that what's crazy that Oklahoma State lost that South Alabama game and rebounded the way they did, you know, kind of probably earned Mike Gundy conference coach of the year uh, because everybody was talking about, man, can you guys, can we look at this schedule and find like two more wins for Oklahoma State? You know, a lot of people were saying that. <laughs> Not only hosts, but a lot of people on the text line, uh, you know, were wondering where the win's going to come for Oklahoma State the rest of the way because they clearly looked like they were in shambles that night, and they were. But, uh, you know, they didn't hit the panic button. They coached them up. So I don't have a real problem with it, and I, I get it. But I just wonder if you consider Coach of the Year conference games only because the first three games were pretty chaotic. You know, let's try every quarterback combination we can. Let's limit Ollie Gordon's touches as much as we can. And – you know, hardcore Oklahoma State fans were saying, man, they're doing a terrible job coaching this team. And then Mike Gundy turns it around and wins Big 12 Coach of the Year. Ollie Gordon, Offensive Player of the Year. You know, Dylan Gabriel's got a pretty strong case, too. But, uh, you know, uh, Ollie Gordon really fueled that team and the, the resurgence for Oklahoma State. First-teamers for the Sooners yesterday, DG, Drake Stoops, Billy Bowman, Danny Stutzman, second team. Uh, Ethan Downs and Andrew Rame. So, good for Drake Stoops. I mean, there, Sooner fans would have rioted if he wouldn't have been first team. Somebody had a side-by-side the other day on Twitter of Drake Stoops' season stats and Xavier Worthy's season stats. Yeah. Spoiler yeah. alert, Drake Stoops' are significantly better. Yeah, they were. Very impressive. Very impressive what Drake, uh, Drake Stoops did this year. And, again, what a career for uh, for Drake, no doubt. All right, break time right here, 405-651-3439. What do you think the Sooners need most in the portal? And how heavy will the Sooners dip into said portal this year? Let's talk about that when we get back. We've got Gary coming up as well. Duke the Wonder Dog is here with us also. It's Thursday here at Cabins. Keep it here. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back here at the one and only Cabins Group, 405-651-3439. On the Kadippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, we'll be going there again here in a few minutes. Uh, Gary Cabins is here with Cabins disaster response group they are the best of the business we deal with the best like tomorrow we'll be at riverwind guess what riverwind's the best of what they do best casino in the metro area they also sponsor a lot of stuff locally give back to the community just like gary jessica and the people here at cabins do and gary uh i know that darren wilson was in here earlier and you guys made a nice contribution you were on the united way board and that's very important to you Yes, it is very important to me. We're getting to the, the you know, the end of our um, our our, our uh, fundraising for the year. And so, you know, it's the final big push for the United Way. And so, you know, it's every, every penny, every dollar uh, help out. So if, you know, uh, we wanted to uh, donate some money over there to the United Way and, and help them get to their goal. And uh, if you're... Uh, 
in a given spirit, now's the time because they go to some really good um, uh, agencies. Um, I, you know, I, I hear the big brother and big sister stories and I hear some of these other stories, stories from aging services and some of this stuff. And it's just, I mean, it, it tugs at your heart and, um, I'm not a crier, but they tell you, they tell you some of these stories, you'll, you'll cry. It's, it's, you know, they, they really help out the children and they really help out the older people. They help out everybody. Uh, but those two age groups, I mean, there's some stories out there and make you cry. Yeah, if you've uh, had, you know, aging parents, and at some point you will in your life, Shay and I lost three here over the last three years and, uh, you know, helped to care for them. Eventually they had to go to, you know, a nursing facility, and then they came back, and, you know, we went later in life. But it's it's tough on those caregivers. They also need support. And uh, the United Way is great about so many tentacles reaching out in the community that they help so many people with what they do. So if you can give to the United Way, that is, uh, that's big time. And I know you guys do. All right. You've got a big mold project you're tackling right now when, uh, you know, when the, uh, when mold strikes and it can strike not just in homes, but businesses clearly everywhere. They call you and you guys are uh, pretty busy with that stuff right now. Yes, we stay pretty busy with that. We have several big projects going on right now with microbial growth and, you know, it's it's one of those things where, um, you know, it happens. It just does. And, you know, if you, if you have water intrusion, you have to get it resolved. You got to get it resolved fast and you got to get it resolved because you get water intrusion. You get, you know, any cellulose material, wood, uh, the backing of sheetrock, that paper backing, the backing of um, uh, insulation, that paper backing on it. It'll just grow right up that stuff once it's saturated with water, and it'll just get worse and worse, especially if you have high humidity. Now, we're in the time of year where you don't have high humidity, and, um, uh, you know, humidity is uh, definitely a factor in it, but the moisture is a big factor in it. I mean, that's that's the key. So if you have a water intrusion issue, the number one thing that I can tell everybody out there is get it resolved. That's the number one key. Um, and, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those things where we help do water intrusion investigations. And then sometimes on the bigger projects, we'll tell them to bring in envelope consultants and stuff like that. But, you know, we, uh, we do a lot of these. We do a lot of these, and uh, we're very skilled at it, and we're very well trained, and we have the best equipment in the industry as far as Oklahoma goes, and we're really good at it. And, and we're the same way with water, um, the same way with uh, crime scene cleanup. Um, and, and we deal with fires, too. But, you know, water, mold, um, those are our specialties, crime scene also, and, and then we work in, in fire also. But, um, you know, if you have an emergency or you think you may have an issue, give us a call because we got the best team in Oklahoma. All right. I, I was remarking to you before you came on, you guys, you've got a ton of employees, so many crews out there, and you've got hoodies for them, jackets, all kinds of stuff, you know, hats uh you know winter hats you guys have more uniform changes than oregon i think it's pretty impressive and uh but you guys are always looking sharp out there in the field we definitely try we definitely try you know we've got uh we do have a lot of uniform changes and we actually just made a a new uniform order uh today for for the office girls and everything because they were saying they didn't they didn't have enough so we uh we stepped up and got the girls some 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 more changes too but we uh you know we you know we want our team to look professional and we you know and that's important to us too all right before we let you go uh the big buzz this week 
for Oklahoma clearly has been the offensive coordinator hires, uh, Seth Luttrell and Joe John Finley, co-coordinators, Seth Luttrell, quarterbacks coach, Colin Plays. Uh, who are you? Do you have co? You're the head coach here. Who are your two co-coordinators? Do you have co-coordinators, or is like Jessica your main uh, coordinator of everything else? I've got co-coordinators. Yes, Jessica. Jessica would be my my main co-coordinator uh, for sure. She's ultimately gets to make the decision when I'm not around. But, okay. Uh, Jake would be our our other one. There you go. And we're looking to hire a few more right now. And Chris Smith, a, a solid assistant, yes. uh, the roofing coordinator yes, for you as most well. Definitely. Chris does an outstanding job. He's a good dude. All right, Gary, appreciate everything you guys do. Thanks for coming on with us. Oh, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Gary Cabins here at Cabins Group. We can't leave out Duke the Wonder Dog. Uh, Duke is here and the uh, the mascot here at Cabins Group as well. Thank you, Gary. All right, Parker, you want to get some texts in? Sure, let's hit some text. To the text right. line we go. Ooh, Greg in Salisaw asks, should we turn in our Sooner fan card if we root for Texas to win Saturday since one of the teams leaving would win the championship, then hope they get smeared in their next game? I don't think you have to turn in your, your Sooner fan card. I mean, you're in a very precarious situation, Greg. You either have to root for Texas or Oklahoma State. I mean, those are that's or a tough choice for Sooner watch fans. The game. Yeah, but, you know, if you're a college football fan, you got to watch the game, right? I mean, Do I don't know. I guess you could root for a close game or whatever, but there's no winning scenario really for OU fans, right? No, there's not. That doesn't mean you have to have a particular interest in it, though. You're getting like, ready okay. to call me Pistol Pete again, aren't you? No, I, I can feel I it. know the text line. Okay. Is, <laughs> uh, Cody Mayo says, our new OCs have a very strong chin game, which clearly means we're going to be tough. There you go. Well, I hope you're right. I Like I said, I, uh, I, I like this hire, and people may think continuity is boring, but um, I, I think it – you know, I think they've got – Parker, you're over there more than I am, obviously, which is never now. But um, you've seen that this looks like a pretty tight team, and they all – most everybody is buying into what Brent is preaching over there. Now, that doesn't mean that the Sooners may not have seven or eight or more people in the portal because they might believe everything Brent's saying and love Brent, love this coaching staff, and like OU and the program and everything else. But if they're not getting the playing time they think they deserve – you know, in this day and age, you leave. So, uh, you know, if there are a bunch of uh, defectors for OU, I don't think that is uncommon because it's happening everywhere right now. But it seems like the chemistry and everybody's pulling on the on the same rope. I, I love what they're doing with the soul mission, all of that stuff. Um, and I, I think, you know, keeping that intact as much as you can helps because it, it's hard, man, because rosters are flipping – Every year in college football, you know, you're trying to uh, – player development's always important, but some of these players, they they don't want to be developed and hang around. They want to go play somewhere. So I, I, I really like this hire. We'll see how it works out. Spence in Tulsa says, Parker, bring up Sam Mays comparing Ollie Gordon to AD. Get the text line in a frenzy. I'm just here to watch the world burn. Yeah, I did see that. And look, Sam Mays is a bright mind, great communicator, somebody I have a lot of respect for. Ollie Gordon is not Adrian Peterson. There is, I mean, there is really no modern-day Adrian Peterson. AD Ollie Gordon's really good. He's is not a AD. freak. And uh, Ollie Gordon's really good, but he, he's not freak status. You know? 
Adrian Peterson, uh, freak status. There are a few freaks out there in sports. They're very rare. Ollie Gordon is not freak status. He's just a really good player. And uh, But A.D., I, I mean, who are the other freaks out there? I mean, Barry Sanders, Lawrence Taylor, guys like that in the NBA, you know, LeBron, Michael Jordan, Kobe. That's the level that Adrian Peterson is at. He's, he's in the freak league. Gundy gets the award when his teams don't suck, says the listener in the 918. I agree with it. Well, and the thing is, again, if you're coaching at Oklahoma or Texas, you're expected to win 10 games or more, right, pretty much every year. So if you're down there where Oklahoma State was, I can't remember, it was seven between 7 and 9, right, somewhere in that range in the preseason poll. I'd have to go ahead and Google it up. But, you know, um, for Oklahoma or, you know, Texas, whether it's Brent or Sark, you almost have to run the table or go 11-1, and one, uh, and maybe people projected you to be fourth that year or third that year. Sooners were projected third, right? But, you know, Mike did a really good job because that the, the Titanic had broken apart, man, and uh, somehow Cowboys put it back together. And I don't think this is a super talented Oklahoma State team. I think they've got some good players. Ollie Gordon being the best of those. Presley's really good. Martin again, uh, you know, on the defensive side of the ball. But, you know, they they did a nice job salvaging the season, there's no doubt, because nobody thought they were going to be in the Big 12 championship game. And you can talk about the referees or whatever, but nobody thought the Cowboys would be in Arlington after South Alabama came to town and steamrolled them there at Boone Pinkett Stadium. All right, break time right here. Mike Steely, Parker Thune, Thursday edition. Steelman and Thune at noon here on the home of Sooner fans, the Ref Radio Network. Thanks to Gary for dropping by. Cavens Group, ladies and gentlemen, you have a disaster, water, fire, mold, storm damage, crime scene cleanup. Call them, 405-573-3048. In Tulsa, 918-282-7612. When the levee breaks... That's actually when the levee breaks, but kind of an appropriate song. John Bonham's drums right there, booming. All right, stay with us. We're coming right back. Gary Cabins uh, was already my hero, and now he's become a superhero. He is currently putting Tiger Woods on the big screen as uh, Tiger plays the par 5 ninth, even par through eight holes. All right, uh, love being out here at Cavens Group every Thursday. And then the next day, we're at another big-time place, Riverwind Casino tomorrow. And uh, don't forget, they've got the big big, uh, Pete Davidson concert coming up. Thank you, Gary. Uh, This Sunday night, and uh, big shows happening in December with Pete Davidson this Sunday night. Lee Bryce, Friday, December 15th. Ron White, Saturday, December 30th. Love Ron White. Classic. I wasn't drunk in a bar. They threw me into the public. Midland on New Year's Eve, Sunday night, December 31st. And then in January, Boys to Men, Clay Walker, comedian Joe Coy in February. Air Supply, Clay Walker, or I'm sorry, Air Supply and Scotty McCreary. And then in March, Jim Gaffigan. They also have the big promotion starting up in December, which is tomorrow. That is the uh, 100K Frosty Fridays promotion. 
Uh, and again, get out there and play with your wild card. Win your share of $100,000 in cash bonus play and prizes only from the one and only Riverwind Casino. Good times always at Riverwind. Let's get in as many texts as we can to close out the hour here. Frisco Sooner says, if you ask me, Gundy should be national coach of the year. For that team to lose what they did, win nine games, and make it to the championship game, that was a miracle. And that's kind of where I stand, too. Look, I I, I thought... Pistol Thune, st- ladies and gentlemen, Pistol Thune uh, now speaking. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You're just trying to make yourself feel better. Um, I am. Go ahead. But, no, I, after the South Alabama loss, I was like, okay, Mike Gundy, his job security needs to be in serious question. Because I had major doubts about how Gundy's coaching philosophies were going to well I basically I I was unsure whether Gundy's philosophies were going to be conducive to a rebound for Oklahoma State Oklahoma State has more than rebounded and I don't want the lopsided nature of those losses to South Alabama and UCF to obfuscate the greater narrative here, and that is that Oklahoma State is sitting here with nine wins. They're going into the Big 12 championship game, and this was a team that many, including myself, were asking the question after South Alabama, oh, shoot, is Oklahoma State going to win another game all year? So, again, I, I don't think losing two games by multiple touchdowns to South Alabama and UCF disqualifies you from Coach of the Year. And I think when you consider what Oklahoma State is working with this year, some of the wins that they have managed, especially that win over Oklahoma in Stillwater, there's just not a ton of talent on that roster outside of Ollie Gordon. And so I, yeah. I, I remember going into the year thinking, man, Oklahoma State might be the worst team in the Big 12. Here they are at 9-3, and going to play for a conference title. Tyler from Kellyville says, I love listening to Pistol Steely and Thune Pickens. <laughs> I love it. Well done. By the way, ladies and gentlemen, Parker gave you a great Scrabble word, obvious obfuscate, uh, earlier, proving he's the modern-day Howard Cosell. And I believe that is O-B-F-U-S-E-A-T-E. Well done. So that could be a Scrabble winner for you, obfuscates. Now, you only got seven letters in your scrabbled um, hand. Yeah, I so guess you're that's gonna, true. You're going to need a couple well-placed letters to make that work. But That's true. Uh, from a listener in the 580, should Mike Gundy get credit when the roster is that bad because of Mike Gundy? Well, again, I, I look at it in the coach of the year thing, the way that I see it, you have a case for coach of the year if your team – outperforms expectations based on the ro- and okay you can sure you can make the argument that the roster is bad because of Mike Gundy. I mean, who else but the head coach is culpable in that regard. But the results remain the same, right? Mike Gundy mm-hmm. got 9 wins out of a roster that probably shouldn't have won more than 4 or 5 games. Well, uh how about the Sooners get the uh, pass interference call against Drake Stoops, and they win the football game in Stillwater. It, would it be that simple? Brent Venables, coach of the year in the league? Probably so. At that point, yes. I would well, say it's either Venables or Neil the Brown. referees gave Mike Gundy coach of the year. That's what I just heard right there. Well, 
Yeah, I suppose two plus two does equal four. Uh, (laughs) Another 580 listener says, OU fans need to cheer for Oklahoma State. The state of Texas recruiting is tough enough when they're losers. It'll be even tougher if they win for a change. And we're from Oklahoma, not Texas. Here's what I think is going on here, all right? I believe, let's say, uh, the Sooners had won in Stillwater, but Oklahoma State was still in this situation. Let's say Oklahoma State hadn't lost to Iowa State or hadn't lost to UCF, and, you know, somehow the Sooners' um, situation had worked out differently. If Oklahoma, if the Sooners had won in Stillwater and Oklahoma State, again, in Texas, are in this situation, I believe that most people would be rooting for Oklahoma State. Most Sooner fans would be rooting for the Cowboys, 85% or more. But since the Sooners feel like they should have won the game in Stillwater and the referees played a role in that, you know, and again, I say don't leave it in the hands of the referees and that situation doesn't happen to you. But I truly believe that most of the OU fans would be rooting for OSU. I think this situation has arisen this way because the Cowboys won a what Sooner fans think was a controversial bedlam. What do you think? I here's here's my standpoint on it, Steely. I think I think most everybody with an OU interest should just not watch the game this weekend. That's my recommendation. Don't watch the game. Don't put yourself in a position where you find yourself even unconsciously cheering for either Texas or Oklahoma State. There you go. I will be watching, and I will. Uh, I, I have no rooting interest except for a good game. All right. Thanks, Lasher Home Comfort Systems. That's hour number one. Hour two on the way next. Well, we're here at Cabin's Group on a Thursday. Gary, Jessica, Chris, Amanda, everybody out here, super friendly, super professional, good people with uh, a great reputation for being the best in the business at what they do. Disaster response, water, fire, mold, storm damage, crime scene. Cavens Group, online at cavensgroup.com. Very involved in the community and uh, working on a big mold project now. And ladies and gentlemen, also, this morning, you probably heard it on the Plank Show, Darren Wilson with United Way was out here, and uh, Cavens Group made another nice contribution. And not only do they give financially, but they give their time here in the community as well. Uh, so Gary and uh, the folks out here, very prominent in the community, great reputation for being the best of the business, and also helping out folks in the community. 405 651 and uh, as I said earlier, it's it's a busy uh, busy night sports wise, uh, basketball wise. You have the uh, Sooners in action tonight. You have the Oklahoma City Thunder in action tonight as well. Sooners twenty fifth in the country. Porter and company off to a six and zero start. What a great great tournament they had, winning that tournament out in Rangersville uh, as they beat Iowa and uh, a ranked USC team with some pro prospects on that roster. They're 6-0. They play Arkansas Pine Bluff tonight, 7 o'clock ESPN+. That game is at McCaslin Fieldhouse. It's the students' game. I'm sure there will be some donors and other people there, but they're hoping the students are going to turn out big time. And, again, uh, Oklahoma and Arkansas Pine Bluff tonight. Otega Oway leading the way for the Sooners scoring-wise, right around 15 a game. Then you've got JV and McCollum. 
at uh, 13. John Hughley, 8.5. Jalen Moore, I'm sorry, he's at 11.5 a a game. Jalen Moore at 9 points per game. What a great dunk he had in that tournament in San Diego. So, so far, so good. Keep in mind, the Sooners next Tuesday night will be back at the LNC against the Providence Friars. In the Big 12 Big East Challenge, Providence off to a 6-1 and one start. Their only loss in the Bahamas Championship by three points to Kansas State. Thunder tonight's Paycom Center, 7 o'clock. By the way, can you pull it? Because I like this clip so much. There's a bad word in it, but I, I bleeped it out. But uh, it's the one, uh, Pat Beverly talking about Chet Holmgren. Um so tonight, LeBron and company, they're 11-8. and eight. The Thunder is 11-6. and six. Oklahoma City currently sits fourth in the Western Conference standings. Lakers are at number seven in the West. Uh, the Thunder will be at the Mavs at 8 o'clock on a Saturday night, but it's the Lakers tonight. So Chet Holmgren, 18 points, eight rebounds, three assists per game, two blocks per game, shooting 54% from the field, 43% from three, 87% from the free throw line. Uh, he's right there with Victor Wembanyama. Uh, head-to-head in, in the race for Rookie of the Year. He's been tremendous. Here's what Patrick Beverly, yep, that guy, Pat Beverly, said about playing against Chet Holmgren in OKC, and he said that, yeah, Chet has made Oklahoma City more legit. Because like, you're so worried about Shea. Uh, you know, you forget, you look, oh, yeah, Chet got 25. He showed love after the game. You know what I'm saying? You know, I don't talk to a lot of special young guys. I don't even shake their hands. Probably Shea and all my young guys. He made his way to be like, yo, Pat, what's up? I'm like, damn, that's what's up. That's what's up, Chet. So, yeah, hell yeah, I like him. I like his game, too. But I had to ask Shay about him. Right, what's up? He the real deal? Shay was like, nah, Pat, he is an end. I say, oh, all right, cool. That's all I need to know. Congratulations, Chet. Yeah, yeah welcome to the, welcome to the, welcome to the uh, militia, my boy. There you go. A lot of respect for Chet Holmgren and what he's done so far. Had some problems uh, with Rudy Gobert the other night in Minnesota, but so far a great start. And you have the Cowboys in Seattle tonight on Prime Video. Uh, which activity would you partake in watch-wise tonight, Parker Thum? What do you mean by that? Would you, uh, if you could only watch one, would it be the Sooners and Arkansas Pine Bluff, Lakers Thunder, or the Cowboys and the Seahawks tonight? Oh, I will be at McCasland. So, good, good yes, for you. That's that's where I will be. I'm not going to miss that game because, honestly, like Steely, many can attest to this. I had been clamoring for years for Oklahoma to play another game back at McCaslin, so I found out this was going on the schedule. I was like, oh, yes, no question about it. I am there. Are the are there any of you out there as old as the dinosaurs like me and actually saw a game at the old field house? Now, it's the same, you know, it's been refurbished, same building, but that actually watched a game at the field house. And I watched a couple. I remember Lon Kruger there playing for K-State. You know, the cool road uniforms, the light lavender, and then the purple shorts. And Lon Kruger, I'm, I'm trying to remember if Lon Kruger had braces at the time. And I remember thinking braces. that, dude, I think he might have had, like, braces, or he looked, I mean, super young. I mean, like, he looked like he was, like, 15 years old out there. But I'm thinking, you know, that dude, really? Doesn't look like he can play. And he could... <laughs> He could play big time. He was a great high school athlete. I think he played football, basketball, and baseball. It was like all state and all of them. But uh, I remember, you know, Jack Hartman's K-State team for one game, and the other game I remember was a ranked South Carolina team that came there. And I, I like I said, I, I almost am sure like, like Dean was a freshman on that team because Dean, 
you know, was a two-sport star at Norman High School, went on to play quarterback for the Sooners, obviously, and he also played basketball for a while. But, uh, yeah, old enough to have seen games at the Fieldhouse. So that's happening tonight, 7 o'clock, ESPN+. Plus. All right, 405-651-3439, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Let's do it. Big Rich in OKC is old enough to have watched games at the Fieldhouse. He said, yep, Alvin's Army, baby. There you go. There you go. Yeah, I, some of my uh, – I remember guys that helped me early in my radio career. Tim Stevenson at KNOR. Uh, Bill Jackson's a friend of mine that is in Dallas, and he was, you know, at KGOU, big Sooner fan, was the news director when I was there at KAUZ-TV in Wichita Falls. And I, Bill was a member of Adam's Army. Tim Stevenson, I think – I don't know if Tony Sellers was or not. I think he might have been. But Dick Pryor uh, also, who, you know, runs KGOU and, you know, is in news and sports here for a long time, was a member of Adam uh, Alvin Adams' army as well. So, yeah, they say that uh, Alvin Adams, the way he played, built the uh, Lloyd Noble Center and Wayman and Billy filled it. Well, sometimes. But um, those were the days. Long, long time ago, as Don McLean started American Pie. Okay, let's go back. 405 Horsefly says, I watched Alvin Adams there. Horsefly, what's up, my man? How you doing? Yeah, I bet you did. Long time Sooner fan right there, Horsefly. Sooner Dougie says, Steely, I'm older than you. I'm approaching antiquity stage. I remember watching Alvin Adams and John McLeod when I was a student there. John McLeod, and they later went on to the Phoenix Suns. Remember, Alvin was on that team. Alvin won Rookie of the Year in the NBA, and they had that legendary matchup with the Celtics when Garfield hurt, another Sooner playing for the Suns, hit that big shot. Didn't the Celtics win in overtime, I think, after that? But, um, yeah, those were the days. And, And John McLeod went on to coach the Phoenix Suns. So there's, it's, this is not the first time this question has been asked, but I, I've seen this text come up a couple of times, so I want to get to it. This one comes from John in Tulsa, who says, Has a McCasland renovation ever been discussed? That is the most prime spot for basketball we got, and it's not close. Now, John, in theory, I love that idea because I love McCasland. I think it would be awesome if the Sooners would play basketball there on a permanent basis. But a renovation would have to cl- include an expansion and an expansion, given where it is situated on campus, is just not feasible. You also have to take parking into consideration. And again, with where it is situated on campus, the parking situation would not be ideal if OU were to play games at McCasland on a regular basis. So, in would theory, it be awesome? I think no parking. Great. I think it's awesome. It would be awesome, but in practice, probably not feasible. What is McCasland seat now? I wonder. 5,000 maybe, four or 5,000? Is it more than that? I don't know. but McCaslin uh, only seats about 2,000, I think. That's it? Really? Yeah. Wow. Pretty small. Uh, Matt from Moore says, Parker, I wish you could have heard Steely on the radio in the 90s and early 2000s. Think Tiger circa 2001. It was that good. <laughs> so he's saying, are you saying I suck now? Is that it? I mean, <laughs> you should have heard him a long time ago, man. He was really... He was really something. <laughs> no, I appreciate uh, well, that. I believe, believe me, I'm putting in the best effort I can now, 
Parker will tell you, I prep, man, big time every day. I try and get us some audio. I've got like five sheets of things to talk about today and stats and everything else. But it does get a little more difficult as you get older and your memory slips a little bit. Now, hey, I mean, Shay's, gonna, Shay's listening right now going, don't talk about being old. <laughs> but I'm just telling you, things get a, li- a little more difficult as you age. Well, Steely, if you are Tiger in this comparison here, both of y'all are still doing pretty well today. Yeah, well, Tiger is was last I saw, and Gary Cavins put it up on the big screen here because it's only on Peacock right now streaming. But he was even through nine, and somebody asked me, Tiger out there trying to get this major record? And, I mean, I think Tiger is probably realistic right now. The major's record's not going to happen. Jack's going to own that. Here's what Tiger can do. Tiger needs one more win to own the all-time PGA Tour career wins mark. He's currently tied with Sam Snead, 82 PGA Tour career victories. Tied with Sam Snead. That's the one he can get. Could he get another major? I mean, maybe if he stays healthy and has a great week at Augusta, maybe it could happen. Probably not right now. But I do think, you know, maybe he wins another tournament. He's going to play a very limited schedule. Maybe he could win the Memorial or something. Who knows? And uh, get to 83 career tour victories. So there you go. All right. Uh, By the way, thank you to Oklahoma Generators, our second-hour sponsor. They are family-owned and operated. Their customer service record is tremendous. They are the highest-rated and longest-operating Generac dealer. They've got a great and experienced sales staff, and right now they have some great new discounts to offer you, new customer discounts. Right now you get a free 10-year warranty with a new installation. Uh, That frozen season is on the way, and uh, you get one of those ice storms, you know, and you're out of power, and maybe it's, you know, maybe it's a short duration, or maybe it's three or four days or longer. You need a good generator. An Oklahoma generator can get that done for you. OKGen.com on the World Wide Web, or you can call them up at 405-321-6631. Sean, Break time. Go oh, ahead. I was going to say one more because I'm, I'm curious, Steely. Sean texted and said, I can't hear Steely say Dean without hearing his Gibbs voice. Do you have a Gibbs voice? Officer Dean, uh, we went out there and hit him in the mouth. Uh, Gary was brilliant as a defensive coordinator and had a tough job, you know, with what happened off the field when he took over for Barry. But uh, he was always, uh, well, Gary, how'd you feel? You know, well, Dean, obviously we uh, went out there and hit him in the mouth early in the game and played, you know, played good football. That was Gary Gibbs right there. All right, we got a break. Here at Cavens Group on a Thursday, you guys are killing it again on the text line. Can I just tell you we love you very much? And we'll come back to the text when we get back right here on the ref. Here at Cavens on a Thursday, always enjoy being out here. They were founded Back in 2010, they really started uh, looking at and focusing on environmental services in 2014. Gary found that uh, aspect to be very intriguing and enjoys learning about how to fight all these uh, issues, environmental issues, and help people in the area. They changed their name in 2021 from Cavens Construction Group to Cavens Group to focus on environmental 
emergencies, water, fire, mold, storm damage, crime scene cleanup. If you have an issue, Cavins has the best reputation in the business. You can uh, reach them in the Oklahoma City metro area at 405-573-3048. In Tulsa, 918-282-7612. They are available 24-7 every day. Uh, You have an emergency no matter the time, the day, where it is, if it's in their area. Uh, they will be responding quicker than anybody else, and they do a better job than anybody else. Online at cavensgroup.com. Uh, who bothers you more, Parker Thune? Is it the aggregators, the regurgitators, or the clout chasers? Ooh. How, and how would you define each of those? Aggregators. Let's see if we're on the same page. Yes. Aggregators are people who take news that has been reported elsewhere and do their own write-ups on it. Very common. Mm -hmm. Nothing wrong with aggregators. Aggregators do not bother me. Okay. Um, Regurgitators are people who take information that has been reported elsewhere and, well, how would – how would I make this distinction so that it makes sense to people? I would quantify regurgitators as people who have no journalistic affiliation, but that take stuff that has been published, uh, whether snippets or reports or whatever. They take works of journalism and regurgitate them, adding their own spin or angle to it. And that ultimately can lead to a lot of nasty consequences if that stuff is taken out of context or misconstrued. So regurgitators, they, uh, they bother me more problematic. And the problem with some regurgitators is they've taken information from somebody else or some other source. Uh, and they, they, Make you try and believe that this was all sourced by them, and this was well, all. Well, see, know, that's, that, and that's, that's actually how I would uh, quantify clout chasers. That's what oh, clout really? chasers okay. are to me. All right. Clout chasers are people who would have you believe that information that has been reported by credible folks actually was sourced by them. And okay. They are chasing clout because they want to look like insiders or make it look like they're plugged in. See, I kind of thought of a clout chaser as, you know, the dude who's in every big picture, tries to get in every big picture, and, uh, you know, is in every single tweet all the time. Those, to me, are the clout chasers. But you may have a better definition right there. I was thinking about this. You know, one of our issues, one of our problems in society is you can get dragged into the Twitter conversation that you don't want to be dragged into. You know, somehow you're tagged in something and you look at, you know, man, I've got like 27 replies. I didn't even say anything. And it's all a part of a conversation that somehow you are in, you're tagged in, right? And then somebody may come after you when you haven't even said anything and somebody just sent it in your direction. It's almost like Twitter. Imagine if you're sitting in your home. And maybe the front door is unlocked, and you're having a conversation with your buddy, and all of a sudden here comes some yahoo walking through the door. I think you guys suck, by the way. And you're like, who are you? Get out of here. That's pretty much Twitter. (laughs) This listener in the 307 says, the thought of Oklahoma State and Texas is making me regurgitate. There you go. 
There you go. I like it. But, I mean, that's kind of how Twitter is. Sometimes you don't invite the person into your home, and they appear out of nowhere, and you're like, who is this dude? What? We didn't invite you to this conversation. Get out of here. But that's what we have to deal with. These Life is difficult, ladies and gentlemen. It's very, very difficult. All right, 405-651-3439, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet Tax Yes, good, good point from a 405 listener. Regurgitators have no understanding of what they are, quote-unquote, reporting. Good call. They're just, yeah. they're just repeating stuff. Um, That's true. Uh, this, uh, another 405 listener here, first-time texter, by the way. We love first-time texters. There you love go. Love to see that. Says, love listening. You guys kill it and provide exactly what real Sooner fans are looking for. Do y'all have a guess as to what bowl game we'll get? Looks like Alamo versus Arizona, right? I I would guess it's the Alamo Bowl. There's an outside chance you end up in a New Year's Six Bowl. It's not something I am counting on. To me, at this point, most signs point toward, especially if everything goes this weekend as we expect it to and chalk holds, most signs point toward Oklahoma playing in San Antonio. Uh. Bama or Georgia this weekend? I like Georgia. It's it's kind of hard to pick against Georgia. What would you like to see happen, though? I mean, at this point, see, like, consider the fact that it has been, as of this weekend, it has been two years since Georgia lost a football game. I mean, next year, if Bama wins it, they would, is it? I think, break the streak or tie the streak if they got to the national championship game and won next year. So, I mean... If Bama wins, it's going to be interesting, right? I mean, and, of course, we know that Texas needs Florida State to lose to Louisville. SMU beating Tulane would also be somewhat helpful to the Horns. But is there if Bama wins and Texas is left out and Georgia gets in? I mean – Georgia's going to have one loss, and they won back-to-back national championships. They wouldn't be a conference champion, but if I'm on that committee, I would have a hard time not putting Georgia in the top four. How about you? I, Georgia, to me, is in win, or, unless they just get beat by, like, 40, right? Mm-hmm. Unless it's a scenario where they just get the doors blown off by Alabama, which I don't foresee, but it is very clear to me that Georgia is pound for pound the best team in the country. Does that mean they win the national championship? Not necessarily, but I think if they're not in the four-team field, then you're doing the CFP a disservice because the goal is to put the four teams most capable of winning a national championship in the playoff field for most qualified teams, for best teams, however you want to define that in specific terms. Regardless, I think it is a disservice to the CFP if Georgia is not in the field win or loss this weekend. Again, unless they go and get beat by like 40. Okay. Uh, with FSU, if uh, if they win against Louisville, you know, this weekend, and let's say it's a three-point game or whatever, but they don't have Jordan Travis, if we are really putting the four best teams into the playoff, is that Florida State team, which will be a conference champion, undefeated, but are they one of the best four teams in college football? To me, Steely, there is absolutely no way you can exclude an undefeated Power 5 conference champion 
from the college football playoff. Yeah, field. I'm with you, but no I'm way. saying, but I don't think they would be one of the best four. But you're right. I think the outcry that is because we always hear, well, we're really well, just trying to determine who the best four teams are out here. Well, and do we know they're not one of the best four? Is Jordan Travis being omitted from the picture? reason enough to believe that suddenly Florida State is not one of the best four teams because you could have very easily made the same argument about Ohio State in 2014 when they were down to their third string quarterback that team went and won the national championship Mm -hmm. after leapfrogging Baylor and TCU on selection Sunday and somebody had asked you what's the difference between you know the NCAA tournament committee you know they they didn't give uh, Cincinnati the basketball top seed when Kenyon Martin got injured yeah but Cincinnati still got in the tournament is the difference. I mean, <laughs> it's a big difference before, uh, you know, getting into a 64-team field or 68 now versus uh, getting into the uh, four-team tournament for college football. I, I'm ready for next year for the 12-team playoff. That's what I'm ready for. All right, let's break right here. Tigers at one under par, 311 at the Hero World Challenge. You can only see it on Peacock. But if you do watch Peacock, you have to listen to the show at the same time. And, of course, Gary Cabins has it right here on the big screen for us at Cavens Group. Let's break. Let's get back to your texts, 405-651-3439. Thanks to Knippelmeyer Chevrolet. they got to be loving that text line because it never stops on the text line. We'll be right back here on the Home of Sooner Fans. All right, as you get older, two words you do not want to hear put together are cataract and surgery. But many times it's inevitable later in life. It's not just about restoring your sight, though. It's also about upgrading the quality of your life. So when it's time for cataract surgery, you have one crucial decision that can affect vision for the rest of your life, and that choice is between the quality of your lens, between a standard lens which often still requires you to rely on the reading glasses or a premium lens like Panoptics, Vividi, or a light-adjustable lens. The leading choices that can provide crystal-clear vision and freedom from glasses. So if you want to see far and you want to see near, you have to come here to the Advanced Laser and Cataract Center. They are the best. Dr. B and company will get you taken care of. All right, 405-651-3439. Sooner Hoops team in action tonight at McCaslin Fieldhouse, hosting uh, Arkansas Pine Bluff, 7 p.m. on ESPN+. Plus. Let's hear from Porter Moser. You know, the Sooners coming off two impressive victories, a high-scoring Iowa team, and, man, they held them way below their average, played tremendous defense, won that game, and then beat a uh, USC team with some NBA prospects on that roster in San Diego to run their record to 6-0, a nice tournament victory. On with T-Row this morning, they asked Porter, uh, what did that tournament win in San Diego do for this team? Well, uh, you know, just the belief. The belief, you know, um, can keep growing. I mean, we all believe. Like, opening night, everybody's on the starting line. And you go around the country, you believe you're going to win? You believe you're going to win? Everybody believes you're going to win. I mean, there's no one that does it. And and then as you start stacking wins and, and you see yourself playing better and you see stuff you're trying to do come to come to light in the games, you start th- that belief even grows and it becomes real. And uh, I, I feel like I feel like they felt that way. And uh, the other thing I really like and I'm I'm just absolutely pouring into them is you got to have a humble, confident respect for every uh, opponent you play, and it's and that's what's going to help you keep chasing. 
you know, we can't let complacency slip in. We can't let you know entitlement slip in. It's got to be this hungry, humble respect for your opponent and, and respect about getting better. There you go. Seven o'clock tonight, McCaslin Fieldhouse. Seven o'clock tonight on ESPN Plus. Tax line is on fire as usual. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, 405-651-3439. Sooner Dan from Enid says, if Bama beats Georgia, I see Georgia number three and Bama number four, and I'll never root for OS who. He included eight horns up emojis. (laughs) Wow. Like I said, I think the majority of uh, Sooner fans are – Rooting for Texas, they would prefer that Texas wins. And I think the main reason is, you know, Oklahoma lost the what's going to be the last bedlam for the foreseeable future. And Sooner fans believe that they got a screw job from the officials in that game. As I've said, you make more plays and you don't leave that decision in the hands of an official. All right? But that's why I think most of the OU fans are uh, will be rooting for the Longhorns. And if if the Sooners had won that game and it, Oklahoma State and Texas were still playing in this conference championship game Saturday morning, then I believe that most of the OU fans would be, again, preferring that Oklahoma State win. That's my opinion. I may be wrong. Probably not. Big Rick in Owasso says, I don't care who wins the Big 12 title as long as all the toilets in Jerry World blow up and cover the arena in sewage. Thoughts? <laughs> well, yes, my thought would be Cavens Group services that area so they could be oh, there. Oh, boy, that'd be a quickly. big job right there. There you go. It would Gary be, yes. would make a lot of money. <laughs> a lot of money. Elsewhere on the text line, KW918 says, This weekend, with Iowa and Oklahoma State being in conference championships and Washington playing Oregon again, is a prime example of why conference championships need to be no more. In football, you should never have to play an opponent twice unless it's for a national title. Look at that slate of games this weekend and tell me it wouldn't be better to just have an extra game for the top 16 teams, top eight teams, host pitting one versus 16, two versus 15, and so on, avoiding rematches where possible. Not necessarily a win in advance playoff, just another good game between good teams. What do you think of that, Steely? Well, uh, I, I don't know. I'm not a big favor of the uh, the conference championship games, particularly if you do play a team during the regular season. But, you know, we know what rules college football, money, 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 and television ratings. Uh, that's what it's all about. So, you know, we, we care about the health and welfare of the student athlete. By the way, we're going to make them play 17 games to win a national championship, you know, next year or whatever. It would be 12 regular season. Then you get possibly 17, right? Uh, well, it would be three. I think 16 games is what it would take to win a championship if you're in your conference championship game, and more than likely that would be the case. So, you know, all of this, uh, the whole reason that Oklahoma – is going to be playing a much more difficult schedule, a much more entertaining schedule for the fans, no doubt. But it's all—it's clearly all money and television. That's it. So, and that's how we got the conference championship games. We need to look at more ways to maximize our earning power. Let's 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 add a conference championship game. So, I don't see that trend uh, going away. 
A 918 listener says, come over here to green country and listen to these buffoons run their mouths and you'd be rooting for Texas too, trust me. There, there are some, There's a strong uh, presence of OSU fans, yes, in that area. So, yeah, it's uh, – what do you think? Cowboys have a shot in this game against the Horns? I, <laughs> they've got a shot. I – Far be it for me to count Mike Gundy and the Cowboys out at this point of any game that they play in. I don't know how they do it, but they've been doing it. Besides Bob Stoops, who is on Texas in uh, in Big 12 play, Mike Gundy. Now, again, I don't think this team is as good. I think they're going to need some help. Xavier Worthy, do we know his definite status yet for this game? Uh, I do not know Xavier Worthy's status for the game. It is, uh, I mean, Texas, uh, that defensive line for Texas is pretty darn good, right? And uh, we saw what the Sooners did. They limited Ollie Gordon, and Texas's D-line is better than Oklahoma's. Um, you know, they've got some weaknesses um, in the defensive backfield, but we'll see. It, it, I think Alan Bowman's going to have to have the kind of game he had against OU for the Cowboys to have a chance, so we'll see. A listener in the 580 says, are we sure the earth can't open up and swallow both teams? Well, I mean, maybe there's a giant sinkhole. I've, I've, I've said the way our society's going, we're going to have the meteor hit us uh, probably within the next 15 years, but I would seriously doubt it would happen Saturday. A listener in the 918 says, it has been over 5,000 days since Texas has won the Big 12. Why would any Sooner fan want Texas to end that streak? Got to root for a little brother here. Well, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. What do you, well, we can't really put a poll up now, but um, maybe we'll do that tomorrow. My theory is I don't know how it would break down. I would guess 60% of Sooner fans would be rooting for Texas, and that's because of the way Bedlam shook out and having that bitter taste of the Cowboys winning the last bedlam for a while. Uh, that would be my guess. But you know what? I'm old and wrong a lot. Uh, great text from Cherokee Sooner. This is why he's number one in the consensus texture rankings. I'm pulling for a drunk fan to dump their nachos all over your Mark's five head. I would be for that. I would definitely be for that. Sooner Gary says, this is interesting. I have never, nor will I ever, root for, for Oklahoma State. Hate Texas, but hate OSU more. Which orange do you like better, America's brightest or burnt? I, eh. Texas's orange is more tolerable, but I would say Texas is the more hateable university, without question. Yeah, they're the T-Sips, the Sips. Austin or Stillwater? Who you got and why? I, I, I don't like either place, Steely. I am not a fan of either place. What about the music scene in Austin's pretty good, though? It's still Austin. Mm-hmm. When was the last time you were in Austin, Steely? Oh, gosh, it's been forever. Okay, good. Don't go back. It's changed a lot. You got a bunch of liberal pansies over there, don't they, in Austin? Yeah, Austin today is not what Austin was 10 years ago, and Austin 10 years ago was not what Austin was 20 years ago. What? How is it different? 
<laughs> oh, he's his mind said steer away from politics. Yep, yep, yep. I just nope, heard nope, it. Nope. Nope. Okay. Nope. But yeah, it's just it it's far more chaotic than it was when I was growing up. And moreover, there is traffic everywhere all the time. Every time I drive through Austin, it is I, I want to pull my hair out because I hate traffic. Traffic is maybe my biggest pet peeve. And so Driving through Austin is a nightmare scenario, always, without exception. I would agree that traffic uh, traffic is not fun at all. You know what's really a bad traffic situation? If you think you're having a car issue and your car is having, like, idling issues and it just happens out of nowhere, it's like you haven't been able to have it looked at or anything, and you're in a traffic jam, the nightmare becoming that guy. No, please don't die. Please. And then, boom. I mean, that hasn't happened to me in a long time, but it did one time. And it's. And that was before. Was that, be- we're in was that the before social media- or after pe- you drowned the engine of one of your vehicles? <laughs> that was before. It actually happened in Dallas, which so that was a lot of fun. Oh, gosh. Well, how long ago was that now? Was Dallas as densely It was after as- the uh, the year would have been 80, the OU Texas game where they tied Jeff Ward's field goal. Was that the 80? Was it the 80? It wasn't the 83 game, right? It was, the 80, was it the 83 game? Somebody helped me out. But that, yeah, that was not fun. So was that before or after the there ain't a drop of oil in there moment? There ain't a drop of oil happened. Uh, a few years afterwards. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I've starved an engine of oil, and I've drowned another engine. And I got lucky with another one early in my driving career. I said, the car's having some issues, and the guy said, well, there's barely any oil in it. And I said, I thought the oil just stayed in there. <laughs> and he looked at me like, you might be the biggest idiot that's ever Walked in here, ever, into this garage. So anyway, yeah, I've I have uh, been a, I've killed a couple engines in my career. All right, we got a break here at Cavens Group, having a good time on a Thursday. Text line 405-651-3439. We'll work as many in as we can when we get back. Keep it right here on the ref. Back here at Cavens Group, we love being out of here, best at what they do. If you have an unfortunate uh, disaster situation arise for you, water, fire, mold, storm damage, that kind of stuff, which uh, none of us want, and, but sometimes it happens, well, you need to call Cavens Group. They've got the best teams in the business, the most teams in the business, and they've got the best reputation in the business as well, 405 405- Five seven three thirty forty eight in the metro area in Tulsa, nine one eight two eight two seven six one two. Tomorrow out at Riverwind Casino, we'll go see Justin Reed and all the cool people out at Riverwind. Uh, nearly three thousand electronic games now. They also have all your favorite table games. They've got an unbelievable poker room. They have off-track betting. They have a smoke-free gaming area now the oasis gaming area they've got a skyloft gaming area upstairs 
They've always got that new member seven promotion going on. You can earn up to $450 in one day. And they've got a great December promotion getting underway in December, which begins tomorrow. That is the 100K Frosty Fridays giveaway. They're giving away $100,000 in cash and bonus play in the Frosty Fridays uh, drawings. And they gave gave up uh, $23 million in jackpots in the last month, which is unbelievable. We have a big show happening Sunday night at the Showplace Theater as well with Pete Davidson beginning at 8 o'clock. Also in December, on the docket, Lee Bryce, Friday, December 15th. Ron White, Saturday, December 30th. That'll be nice. And Midland on the Showplace Theater stage, New Year's Eve, which is on a Sunday, December 31st. But there are a few uh, tickets still available for the Pete Davidson Show this Sunday night. Get those at riverwind.com or at the casino box office. Thanks again. Can't wait to be out at Riverwind again tomorrow. Let's get as many texts in as we can. To the text line we go in that case. Uh, Greg from Lawton says, oh, no, no, never mind. Not going to read that. Not going to read that. Not going to read that. People are commenting on Austin. Um, <laughs> we're going to get away from that conversation. Border Sooner of the Big 12 Championship game says, I'm pulling for the Longhorns. Hope the game is decided by a BS pass interference call. Karma, cowgirls, boomer. What is, I think the line is uh, 14 and a half now. Texas favored by 14 and a half. Is it yep. really that? I, I just went to scores and odds, and that's what it is. Dang. Uh Doug and Norman says, Parker, how do you manage the Metroplex traffic? I know you go there quite a bit. It's the worst of anywhere, question mark. Uh, it, it depends on where you're trying to get in the Metroplex. Yeah, that traffic can suck sometimes. I would say on the whole, Austin is actually worse than Dallas, especially with how much construction there is down in Austin as of late. But, yeah, the Metroplex traffic can be highly obnoxious at times. Um. A 918 listener says, I'd like to see the Big 12 championship game end in a 3-2 Texas victory with 41 combined turnovers and the lowest viewership in history. Boomo. <laughs> there you go. By the way, I, uh, I do not like big city traffic. I mean, nobody does. You know what? I love big city traffic. But I'm talking about... Um, now I get uh, terrified. I'm I'm a pretty good driver, but you know, in Dallas or something, you know, some dude can be going by at 90 miles an hour, or come up on your bumper going 90, and then start honking their horn, and you're going five miles over the speed limit or whatever. It's ridiculous. Oh, here's a here's a good text. Some USC message board member posted something about Dylan Gabriel's people reaching out to USC. Said there is mutual interest. Any truth to this? Uh, look, that I don't know. But how, how would OU fans regard Dylan Gabriel if there was a world in which he was a USC Trojan playing for Mule Shoe next year? Oh, my gosh. Would that we have would... to disown him? <sighs> yes. Wow. Yes. Yes, we probably would. You know, they're, they're – a. Like I said, people are assuming, well, if he plays college football, he'll just follow Jeff Levy. Well, maybe he wants, you know, maybe he could play at 
another school that uh, is more prominent than Mississippi State. And maybe he doesn't want to be around all those freaking cowbells that are going to be ringing all the time. That would drive anybody insane. But Mule Shoe, no. Can't do that. You cannot do it. That You know, that's from the key words there, message board. You can't trust them. You just can't. All right. Uh, I want to thank Gary and the crew here at Cabins. They are awesome. And uh, Chris, uh, they do a great job. Roof inspections, roofing as well. But they are a disaster response team with the best reputation in the market. 405-573-3048 here in the metro area. 918-282-7612 in Tulsa. Have a great Thursday.